How's it going, guys? Uh, Barrick here and Joe with episode number 15 of the Equity Podcast. Uh, today, we're talking about four takeaways from the 2021 Open. Um, we haven't really talked about the Open that much at all. lately at all. So we figure, hey, we might as well hop in and, Past and do four it. four podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So uh, for the lineup today, uh, we have in the warm up. We're talking about our takeaways from watching some of the professionals do the workouts uh, for our heavy lifting. We're going to um, talk about three takeaways for us normal people <laughs> from the open, like what we learned. And then for the cool down, we just have some general um, frequently asked questions. Yeah. The pro. So warm up. Yeah. Warm. The uh, the. Um, the pro side was really interesting this year, I think. But before I get into like my takeaways, I think the biggest thing you have to say is Matt Frazier not being there. Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah, you know, him dropping out. Um, I did not follow all of his Joe Rogan stuff because I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I didn't even look into it. I didn't listen to that. Um, you know, it is what it is. I, I, di I don't even know what to comment on because I didn't listen to it. But anyway. Um, so that was, it was just kind of weird. There's just a giant opening in there and we're going to see who can fill it. Yeah. So my first thing was, uh, Tia, this is actually, um, unofficially she won the open and this is her first open that she's won. Is so it? yeah, she's never won the open, Oh yeah. Uh, but she's won it for the past three years, the games, the past three years. So, yeah. um, you know, we're going to get into some takeaways later, but like, it doesn't matter what it is. She's crushing it. Like yep. fitness, it doesn't matter how advanced or how base quote unquote basic it is. Yeah. Um, she's still there crushing it. I, I think she's Frasering a yeah, little bit. I mean, and to more, almost more of an extent than he has been in the past. Yeah. It's crazy. And then Brooke Wells went to train with them yeah. as well. So that's, that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, my other one was the young ladies. The, there was a 16-year-old in, like, the top 25 this year, um, which is mind-boggling. And then I think a 17-year-old had the second-highest score um, in 21.3 or 21.4. So, Damn. like, there's some young ladies coming up that are just just crushing it. Um, Haley Adams, like, seeing her, um, yeah. she's she did really awesome. Her her strength stuff is starting to get there. Um, it's it's really the young ladies have just been so impressive. Yeah, so we, impressive. We've seen a bit of it in the past, but now we're really seeing the kids that are born and raised in CrossFit gyms, and yeah. this is their sport. Yeah, entirely. I feel like Haley was the first yeah, one. Haley was the start she of that. won some of the teens, mm -hmm. the teen events like at the games. She's won the games as a teen, I think, yeah. multiple times, and now just hopping right in. It's really really crazy how how fit they are. Um, and then my last takeaway is kind of going back to the Matt thing is Noah. I was kind of expecting Noah to be up there. Like yeah. he's always done really well at the open. Um, but like he's still right there, even with that stupid haircut, he's still doing <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then who really surprised me and literally came from nowhere for me was Scott Pancheck. I don't know, like, I, he was team last year, and then they ended up not doing team. Yeah. No, he's uh, not. And I didn't know yeah. he was coming back to individual, but he's, like, third right now, I think. He's in the top five, I believe, and I don't think he's ever done that well in the open. 
Um, I, now, I don't know if he's been top five. Like he's always done really well at the games. He's always that guy who's I think he's gotten fourth like three years in a row or something like that. Yeah. And uh, just to see him up there, and I really for I don't know why. There's just something about Scott I like. Well, he's just cool. Yeah. And then him and his brothers, it's just fun. Yeah, I don't know cool. why. It's just something. It's kind of like the Smith brothers as well with Alec and Ben. It's just yeah. like they're just they're just good dudes, and like they have that like brother rivalry or not rivalry but you know they're always working together and stuff it's really cool so yeah. that scott was blew me away yeah, absolutely and that's kind of his mo too to just like not be there and then be like i'm here <laughs> right right and he does that at the games too he'll just like show up finally on like the top of the leaderboard somehow yeah. really consistent uh, my big takeaway from watching the professionals compete in the Open this year is everyone makes mistakes, even professionals. Um, I'm sure a lot of you probably saw Alex Smith put an extra 10 pounds on the one side of his bar and almost failed the lift. Like, at a professional level, you should catch that or your judge should catch that. So when he cleaned it, he caught it, and he noticed it was – and he looked to oh, yeah. the one side like he could actually see it. But he, like, actively looked to that side like, what's going on? It was. It's really – it's not funny, but it's funny. Have you done that before? Like lifted yeah. a bar that's misloaded? It's not fun. Yeah. No. I've almost. <laughs> or, or like you're back squatting and you just kind of take it off of the rack and, and you're you, like, oh, this isn't right. And it, you can feel five pounds. Yeah. It's Yeah. Um, and then another thing is a lot of people screwed up this, like even a lot of professional people didn't follow exactly the standards for the wall walks. Granted, it's a new movement. Yeah. It was just so easy. Like when we do wall, I was, when I saw that workout come out, I was like, we got this. Yeah. We got this. Like we do wall walks frequently and it's not a modified movement. Like we make, everybody does the wall yeah. walks, right? Like they're really hard. So when it came out, I was like, yes, we got this one. It's going to be really good. Um, but what we do a lot of times, what people do is that one foot's on the wall. And just like when you run, right, it's opposite foot, opposite uh, hand. Mm -hmm. You're when you're walking up, you're doing that same thing. So I have one foot on the wall. So I start moving my hand as well. And now with their standard, both feet had to be on the wall. So a lot of people were just starting just a hair to, it was like yeah. half a second, just three, six inches of a, a nerve wrap, but mm -hmm. that, that adds up. Yeah. And the game site, they even sent out a thing, hey, remember to review the standards for that wall walk. Yeah. And we didn't have any issues. Yeah. All of our people had hit it and it was super awesome. I mean, obviously some people got a no rep here or there, especially yeah. when they got tired, but like as if we, we were awesome with that standard. So it was really cool. Yeah. And I think that just means people watch our podcast where we said review the open workout. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> like four views. Um, Do you have anything else from the, that was my big thing. Yeah. It, it was cool to see Danny Spiegel. I like, I like, she's pretty cool. It was kind of cool to see her up there. Um, I think a Canadian one, uh, Jeff Adder, he's been around for a while. Yeah, he Jeff's won the guys. So that's, that's cool. One. I was, um, I'm excited. I, I really like the quarterfinals thing. I, I guess that's one of my, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see uh, as a little bonus takeaway is the quarterfinals from it, it's, I think it, it creates so much more engagement. For example, like I'm right on that buffer if I'm 90% yeah. or not, but like after the open, there's no chance of me going anywhere before. Yeah, I couldn't do anything. But now with the that ten percent, like that's that's obtainable for yeah. a lot of people. Um, so like that just gives you something to reach for and something else to kind of push you. And I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that and and then see how the professionals, the, those pros, uh, yeah. take it. I guess be interesting. One more thing. Um, 
was interesting to see, we're seeing more of the generalists being almost better than the specialists. Now, like with Tia, I think, did she, she won or almost won or was really up high on 17, not 17, 21-1. Uh, and right. Carrie Pierce did it. And you would think Carrie Pierce would win that workout. She was like 50th. Right. Like, and she's a gymnastic specialist. Yeah. And it was, it's interesting to see a lot of like generalists getting above there. I think we're getting to the point where like the higher level generalist athletes, I don't Generalist is yeah, a weird I know, I know term mean, yeah. to use yeah. now. Like but she's like, known for gymnastics. Yeah, she's known for gymnastics. She should win a gymnastics workout. Yeah. And people that are good at everything are now being better at everything than right. the people who are good at one thing. Yeah. It's really interesting to watch that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Um, so, you know, this podcast uh, takes time and effort. Joe does a lot of editing for us. And... Um, you know, we, we sit down and we do research beforehand as well. You know, it takes time and effort. So, um, you know, we have two sponsors that really help us out. The first one is Rogue, uh, Rogue Fitness. Um, uh, we have a, a affiliate link with them. So if you go to equity.fitness slash Rogue, there'll be a little breakdown talking about what Rogue does and how they do it. And then there'll be a little link uh, that you can click. So if you're ever buying something for somebody's birthday or or, you know, you need something for your garage gym because you want to work on, you know, your um, weaknesses, um, you know, just go to that link and it helps us out. And, you know, that money, you know, stays inside of the gym so we can do fun stuff like this. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And then the second thing is um, you can see us right now. We're in front of the garage uh, back to our old setup. And what that means is summer's coming. Yeah. Right. It's starting to get nice out. And um we want to build fitness to have, to live our life to the fullest, right? We, we want to be able to go pick up our kids. We want to be able to go stand up paddle boarding. We want to do those things. Obviously, like that's, that's like the most people, that's their main why. We yeah. I want to be able to live my life. I also kind of want to look good when I do all those things. <laughs> you know, I want to I want to be able to take my shirt off and feel comfortable or do that. Like obviously you should feel comfortable in whatever body you are in, um but that doesn't mean we can't strive to be a little bit better in all aspects of our life and yeah. you know, it feels good to look good. Um so uh we're running a uh, our summer body ramp up so it's kind of like a mix between nutrition challenge and some midline, a midline program. Um, and, uh, you know, there may be some uh, curls in that program as well. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. You can um, email Krista at Krista.Brine at equity.fitness and, um, you know, start getting ready for that summer bod. Absolutely. Okay, guys, so for the heavy lifting today, we're going to be talking about uh, some takeaways for us normal... Normies. <laughs> normal CrossFitters. <laughs> um, and the first thing we're going to look at, like, that you can take away and that you can reflect on from your open performance is what were your weak points in the open? Yeah. Um, we had four workouts, three weeks. Most people probably had an outlier. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a four example. Um, my, I had three workouts where they were all kind of very similar. I had one really good one and then I had two that were pretty good. And then I had an outlier that was way down there. So I had a 94 percentile, a nine and then like a 91 and a 90. And then my, my 21.2 was 74th <laughs> percentile. It really, really hurt me. Um, so I obviously had something I need to work on. 
right? I have a weakness. I found a weakness. The other side of that that you can um, work on is what what didn't show up yeah. that you're happy didn't show up, yeah, right? Um, like a lot of people overhead squats. That's a really tough movement for them. We didn't have, we didn't see overhead squats. Yeah, if you think to yourself, thank God we didn't see handstand pushups, you should probably be doing handstand pushups. <laughs> right, exactly. Like if that's all because it didn't show up this year, doesn't mean it's not a weakness. Yeah. Like we, there's still weaknesses there. Um, so this is like, this is a good opportunity to kind of like reflect, to find, oh, hey, this is, these are my weaknesses and I need to start, um, putting some focus on them. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads us to, uh, kind of like our last point with the weaknesses is yes. So now that we found them we want to get better, what we want to do is we want to keep fitnessing. That's mm -hmm. my favorite word or <laughs> keep That's fitnessing. A verb. Yeah. Keep fitnessing, keep doing your fitness work, keep doing, you know, what you're doing. But when you have some extra time, put a little bit of extra focus on that weakness. Yeah. So for example, if it's gymnastic strength, um, or maybe like during when we're doing our fitnessing stuff, kind of focus on the gymnastic strength. Yeah. Like instead of doing pull-ups, uh, kipping pull-ups, do strict pull-ups. Yep. Right. And you don't have to do that all the time, but like say every other one, right. I'm, I'm going to do strict pull-ups and then the next one I'll do my regular pull-ups. Yep. And that's something too, where you can talk to a coach and be like, Hey, I want to get better at this. What can I sub out in this workout or how often should I do this and things like that and check right. with the coach and they'll be able to set you on the right path for that. Right. And then the, the other thing would be, um, you can also set up, like obviously have a conversation with your coach, but we, if you want like a more extensive plan, what we can do is set up a growth session with myself or Krista and we can kind of be like, Hey, here's, here's a good way to attack this. Yep. Here's a better way to attack it. And here's the best way to attack it. And, and it all depends on how fast you want to get those things. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, something that you can give give a try. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so our second point is uh, fitness is transferable. I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. Yeah. The, the, I think the goal for this open was to make it more um, accessible to more people. So you saw that in a few ways. You saw it in the programming. You saw yep. it in the new divisions, right? They have the 65 plus division now. They have the adaptive divisions. Um, yeah, there's just more people are able to do it. Yeah. They had the no equipment version. They had the at home. They had the foundations version. So it's like, it doesn't matter. It literally didn't matter what level you were at. You there's were able to do a workout yeah. for this. And that is so awesome to be able to just get everybody in. Yep. That being said, all because it was more basic this year, you saw that our fitness is transferable. Like we were talking about Tia. Yeah. Tia still crushed that yeah. at this open, right? It doesn't matter um, what the workout is, that fitness will show, right? Your fitness is gonna show. And on the other side of that, you have, we had a new movement with the wall walk. Yeah. We were very lucky enough to, we, we do that relatively frequently. And it shows that people that haven't done that skill, they're still able, like most people, we were, I think a little bit of an outlier, but most other yeah. gyms don't do that movement a lot, mm -hmm. but they were still able to do really well yeah. because the movements that we do transfer to other movements, yeah. like doing a lot of heavy overhead kettlebell swings is going to help build that shoulder yeah. 
fatigue, uh, shoulder strength and stamina. So you're going to, so that just doing that, if you never did a wall walk, but you did a bunch of kettlebell swings, you're still probably going to be able to do your wall walks. Yeah. Right. So it's transferable, right. And doing even going the other way, doing an advanced movement, like a handstand walk. Like if you're able to do handstand walks, you probably did all right on the, on the wall walks. Absolutely. Yeah. And another kind of like side aspect to that is, as like as an RX athlete, don't look down on the scaled movements. You, it's not like you won't learn anything from doing them. Um, like, like yeah. a lot of people considered wall walks a scaled movement. It's not going to hurt you to do some yeah. wall walks if you can already handstand push up and handstand walk. Now that I think about this, one of my regrets up coming up to the open is we actually our, our programming didn't have a lot of pull ups in it per se. But what it did have a lot of is muscle-ups. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm capable of muscle-ups, so I'm going to do muscle-ups. Well, my chest bars were not great. <laughs> not great. So I wish I would have modified, quote-unquote modified, yeah. those workouts so that I could have worked on my chest bars a little bit more. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of times when you modify a movement, it lets you move faster. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that makes it harder. Like yeah. a lot of times the modified workouts are harder because you're able to move faster and moving faster is hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um, but I, I think a good, sorry to break you off, but like a, a good example would be like, think about doing grace at 135. Yeah. Right. But then think about grace at doing it at 95. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yes, it's lighter, but, it's not you can push to a different level with that weight and that's where you have to be mentally really tough yeah so for our third point uh we want to touch on looking at your successes and kind of looking back and seeing what did i do well in in this year's open i can how do i say i'm not a pessimist I, I i i'm definitely an optimist but as a coach i can be very i can focus on how to get better almost too much <laughs> <laughs> that was that was not bad, right? <laughs> I, I, people make fun of me for saying that all the time. That wasn't terrible. But you, so we started off with weaknesses, but you need to be able to look at your successes as well. You need to understand that you did something that most people won't do and are not capable of, and you did it. Yeah. And think about how much you pushed yourself more than you regularly would in a standard training workout. Yeah. Like, I go harder on these. Like I need, like this week I'm taking my intensity down a little bit because it was a lot, especially when I'm redoing the workouts. Um, so it's a lot. Take, take, you, you did all, you did awesome and you worked your butt off. So make, make sure to be mindful of that. And then the second point is how, how many things did you do that you never thought you were going to be able to do? I know Carly, Every single workout that she did, Carly Fisher, every single workout she came in, she's like, oh, I'm doing this. And we're like, yeah, but just try it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, just try it and then we can dial it back. Mm-hmm. And then guess what she did? She did the thing that she didn't think she was going to be able to do yep. every single time. Even bigger, Sue, she's, um, I'm not going to say how old she is because <laughs> <laughs> that just makes it worse, right? Just by saying that. But Sue... <laughs> came in here be like, yeah, I can't do a wall walk, right? She's right around 60 and she did a freaking wall walk. Yeah. I mean, if I can do that when I'm that age, oh man, I'd, <laughs> I'd 
over the moon. Like that inspires me to stay active so I can keep doing this for as long as I can, keep living my life as long as I can. Like doing those type of things is so awesome. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's why we do this. That's why our coaches coach because we like helping people do that. Yeah. On that note, our, first, our fourth point is um, looking at what your why is or what is your why. Yeah. So <clears throat> I wouldn't – I'm going to stay with Sue actually. Okay. Sue would not consider herself a competitive person. Yeah. She's not competitive. Like mm-hmm. she does her thing and she's going to do her thing. But she still did the open. And she did it because one, she's in, she enjoys working out in the gym. We were doing it anyway. And, um, you know, it's helping her get better now. So, yeah. I mean, she did something she's never been able to do before. And the Open helped her do that, which is so, so awesome. Um, but on the flip side of that is if this was your first Open or it's your third or your fifth or whatever, what um, – is it something that you want to keep striving for? Like a lot of people, it's like, well, I'm, I like doing it, but I'm not going to be super competitive about it. That's yeah. fine. Some people, are, they like the competitive thing. Like me, I'd like, I'd like, I want to see how high of a percentage I can get every time. I want to keep getting better. Um, so like find your why and, and, and this can help you, give you something else to train for. Like, yes, training for life is really fun, but you can kind of get a little stale sometimes. Yeah. So be like, all right, look, my, my primary goal, my primary objective, my priority is training for life. Yeah. But, you know, this open thing is kind of fun. Sweet atmosphere. I like doing it. Let's see if I can just keep getting better at it. Yeah. And it's not something that has to completely change your entire world. You just, you know, um, put a little, little extra when you have time to do it and keep trying to get better. Absolutely. I like I like this thing where you just keep agreeing with me. It's it's really awesome. Well, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, so random thought here, um, guys. Message us if you think this might be a good idea, of kind of like a uh, a debate, or like not necessarily like a debate, <laughs> yeah. but like hey. Well, I mean, isn't are this we gonna have this? Are we going to have Sam on at some point? Isn't that going to be that's the same thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like where like even if we both agree on something, somebody just takes the counterpoint. Yeah. And just kind of talk about Doing it. Doing an op-ed? Yeah, like low bar versus high bar. <laughs> you know, talk about that. And then we agree on mid bar. Yeah. And then everybody's <laughs> like, what the hell are they talking about mid, uh, low bar, high bar? No, that's the <laughs> Equity Nerd Podcast, <laughs> which is a subcategory of this. a different one. We're going to add a new episode. The absolutes are scripted. I have to say them. I have to agree. <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of me. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> All right, so for our cool down today, uh, we have a couple just general questions that we get often from new members or some more intermediate members. Yeah, kind of well. like some frequently asked yeah. questions that we get, yeah. Uh, the first one is uh, kind of a more beginner sounds derogatory, but it's really... You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's a very common question that we yeah. get when people first start. Yeah, it's, it's a common misconception almost. It's, 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 they ask, is squatting bad for my knees? Yeah, and the, in short... No, no, <laughs> but there's a it lot more. Not. Yeah. So, um, people think squatting can be bad for your knees. Like, Oh, when I squat, it hurts or whatever. Well, you haven't done it. If you go yep. run and you've never ran before, it's you're, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Right. Um, actually that's going to get into something a little bit later when we talk about it, but generally speaking, 
your your joints are meant to be used with multiple muscle groups, mm-hmm. right? So your knee need once needs both the anterior, your quads, and your posterior, your hamstring, um, and then even the musculature below the knee to move properly. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, when you're only doing a partial squat, you're only activating the anterior part of your muscles. Now, are your backside working a little bit? Yes. But generally speaking, it's definitely quad dominant. Excuse me. And what that can do is that can create shear on the knee. Um, so a full depth squat is going to let us use both our backside and our front. And yep. that's going to help keep our knee safe. Second thing is everybody has to sit on the toilet. Yep. If you need to sit on the toilet, you need to be able to squat below parallel. Yeah. Or you probably drove your car here to ask that question. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You need to be able to squat below parallel. So we need to train squatting below parallel. Right. Yeah. We, we want to be able to get on the ground with our kids. We want to be able to, um, you know, get up off the ground when we're snowboarding. Yeah. Right? You need to be able to squat below parallel. Um, also, this is kind of like a really far fetched, not far fetched, but like a lot of people don't think about this, but one of the leading indicators of if somebody needs help, like if they need to be put into a nursing home or something like that, is leg strength. Mm-hmm. If you cannot move yourself, if you cannot stand up, you're gonna need help. Yep. So if you don't have that leg strength, you're you're gonna be needing assistance in some way. Yeah. So ha- building that leg strength, working full range of motion is gonna keep you independent longer mm-hmm. as long as you can. And the the other thing I'd say about that question is it stems from no, squatting isn't bad for your knees the way a lot of people squat can be bad yeah, for their yeah, knees. Yeah, that's a good, a good point. I didn't even think about that, Joe. That was actually a really nice point. Is, uh, and then also we want to think about technique. Yeah. If you have a valgus knee when you're squatting, that's not good. The yeah. valgus knee is when your knee collapses in. And just looking at that squat, everybody, I've, I've asked 100% of the people that I've asked, hey, does this look like a good squat? And I squat with a valgus knee. They're like, no. Yeah. And then I squat with my knees over my toes and they're like, does this look like a good squat? And they're like, yes. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows what a good squat is, but they don't, they're not purposeful when they're squatting and realize that they're squatting poorly. Yep. And there's so many little things with a movement like that, which is why you can come here and get coaches. Right. Like even like we were talking about this before the podcast, head position yep. can affect how a squat works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, the old adage. I remember when I was, um, uh, lifting for football it was head up it's like no no <laughs> <laughs> lifting your head up maybe we leave this for another one uh but you know it's not great leaving your head up <laughs> puts you in overextension you have a load on your back overextension with load Sucks. is just gonna cause problems <laughs> and cause problems yeah all right our second question is something and our final question for the day is uh something we get from more intermediate athletes uh, fairly often is um can I gain muscle and lose weight at the same time? And the, and the short answer is yes. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Um, we see this, and it's definitely possible, especially in the beginner level. Like yep. When you're just starting out, it's you definitely can. Um, as you get more into the intermediate and advanced levels, yes, you still can, but it's going to be really slow. It's going to be really slow um, because you're – to do both, you kind of need a maintenance style um, yeah. nutrition plan, and 
in order to lose fat, you need less calories. In order to gain muscle, you need more. Yep. Um, so it's ideally, if we're trying to, we do like little peaks and cycles through yep. that. But it is possible to do both. Um, it's just it's gonna it's gonna take longer. The, it's gonna that, take a long time. Maintenance that is almost more for when you're like. 80 or 90 percent of the way where you want to be and you're just tapering and finishing off to get to that exact spot for like when we talk about um like in a workout or whatever if you want to focus a particular movement or something you like weight that a little bit heavier and you substitute things in workouts yeah we like you'd advocate that more so if you want to get somewhere quicker as far as losing you're, weight or gaining right. muscle vice versa exactly like if we the, the whole thing how fast do you want to get somewhere yep um if you want to get stronger we need to focus on the strength now that being said, people are going to think gaining muscle, they're going to think bulking. They're going to think, oh, I can eat whatever I want. Yeah, that's not how that works. No. Basically, when we're bulking, bulking, you're going to eat whatever you're normally eating for cutting or for maintenance, and you're just going to add a very little bit, like maybe 100 calories yeah. to two meals or um, maybe even just one meal. Like, it's not a lot. Like... We had Michelle was trying to bump up a little bit. She was trying to work on her strength and she just kind of was eating kind of whatever. And she started not being like super happy with where she was at. And we kind of talked about her nutrition and we were like, all right, well, what we need to do is bring that back. And like, we just need to add a little bit. And she, like, she was doing the calculation. She's like, yeah, I need to add like 12 almonds to my meal and that's it. Not <laughs> like, oh, I can eat rice and then have a cookie afterwards and, you know, have some goldfish. It's like, no, you have like 12 more almonds. Yeah. And, and that's being a little over dramatic, but like, it's, it's not a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's not a lot it's smaller than most people think. Yeah. And that being said, like cutting can be the same way. Mm -hmm. We don't want to cut from 2000 down to 12. No, that's, that's bad. You will crash. Right? You want to count <laughs> 2000 to like, uh, nine, 19 or 1850 or you know just just 100 200 calories yeah right not not a lot all right so that's going to be it for us today guys um oh, yeah. like subscribe we're on anywhere you listen to podcasts we're on we're on youtube and we're on our blog yeah um if you have questions um if you're in the facebook group shoot questions there um we just want to hear from you guys yeah. you know just we we're, we're tr just like in the gym we want to try and get better mm-hmm we're trying to make this better as well. Yep. So like <clears throat> if we don't hear from you guys, we don't know what you want to hear. So. New hosts. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Um, let us know. Absolutely. We, we, we want to get better at this and uh, let us know how we can help serve you guys. Yep. All right, guys. Have a good one. See you.